colors. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Flaw 700, a.k.a. Flaw Claw Van Dam, a.k.a. Flaw Seagal, a.k.a. your boy, Thumb Sum Gore. Mm. I sock it to you. What's up, man? It's Fresco. I ain't got no damn AKAs. I ain't do what I was supposed to do. So I ain't got nothing. But it's your boy. And we are the Podcast Brothers. And this is episode 181. Podcasting from a safe space, from a safe place. Quarantining is still in effect. Um, I'm I'm ready for this shit to be over. I can't record on the phone no more. This shit is boring. I'm sitting here twirling around in an empty-ass house by myself. This shit is whack. I hear... um, I don't know if this is for New York or New Jersey, but things could be changing in May. Open some businesses back up. But the, the the problem is New York and New Jersey is like number one and number two in cases. And New Jersey being affected because we're so close to New York and New York is out of control. So with Georgia and other states opening up, who knows where New York and New Jersey fall into, into play at. So we shall see. Um... I don't know, man. I just feel like certain situations is weird. Like, I mean, it's different. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of all of this shit at this point. Now, it's best to stay out the way, but at the same time, it's impossible to stay out the way, man. You gotta go bumping to other people for whatever reason. Like, I gotta go drop my son off and pick him up at his mother's house. There's no telling what can happen in between there and here, but I gotta do it. Yeah. I, I kind of look at that shit like everything. I got to go to the store. All right, well, there's no telling who you going to cross paths with on the way in or out of the store. That could, you know what I'm saying, put you in a, a bad space. So you ready to open everything up? Not necessarily, no. But at the same time, like, if you're going to get it, you're going to fucking get it. Like, if you got to go outside, you got to go outside. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Right? Take the proper precautions, of course. But at the same time, like, bro, some shit... So shit is just inevitable. If it was meant for your ass to get sick, your ass is gonna get sick. I don't even read. I've been. I don't even read articles no more because every, every everybody's lying. Everybody wants to feed you lies. You know they say that there's some hospitals that lie about why people are dying because they get a, a a bump in pay or something. And you got some people that says one thing or the other. Like you know there's a vaccine coming, then there's not a vaccine coming. We could open up in May. No, we can't open up in May. There's no, nobody's on the same team with it. Like everybody's fighting each other on what's what. And at the end of the day, when things do open up, the coronavirus will still be there. So they can say, we're going to open up tomorrow and it is going to be what it is. And they can say, we're going to open up in September and it's still going to be the same thing. It's not going nowhere. Right. So with that being said, I mean, it probably wasn't much, but how was your week, though? How's your mental health? Man, my week has been the same fucking week for the last seven weeks. So how long has this shit been going on? I ain't doing shit. My mental health? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I smoke a lot of weed to keep myself from thinking about it. So... <laughs> I'm just ready for some action, some I don't some slight interaction. I don't know. We used to record in person. Now we record on the phone. Uh, niggas got to put on a whole fucking hazmat suit before you walk into a grocery store. All this extra shit. He's just making things. I get it. I, I really do. But at this point, I'm annoyed with it all. Yeah, for me, um, like I say, for me, man, I still got to work and things of that nature and um. The kids are still healthy. That's the most important part for me. I'm healthy. Ain't nothing happening on ain't nothing happening with me. For those that don't know, I have two other podcasts that I do, Balls and Shots Podcast, which is myself, DJ Big J, Ant and Jarrell. And I also had a seven hundred block podcast. So I keep myself occupied with those, you know, throughout the week. I'm still recording, still doing my podcast thing. The um Teddy Riley versus Babyface. Well, a lot of the verses have kind of like inspired me to get into music. 
um, watching them get in a producer bag, their musical bag. And I've always wanted to like produce stuff and create music. I just never had the patience to want to sit and actually learn the process of doing it. I, I never really had the patience. Anything you see me do is because it took me no time at all to learn. But making beats and using a beat machine can really take up days, weeks, and time, and just a, a lot of time. So I recently bought a beat machine, man. And, um, you know, my pops is a producer. And I've always looked up to Babyface and producers like RZA. And I'm a huge fan of Manny Fresh. So it's just like, you know what, why not? I just think that the stuff that you actually like and you love, why not get involved in it because it's something that you're a fan of? So I would say that to you, too. It's like whatever, like, you're a fan of, like, you like movies. Write a movie script. Don't know. Like, like if you take the time to be like, yo, I'm about to write me a TV show or something. You know what I mean? I actually started doing that already. I'm already two episodes in. I just ain't say shit to nobody about it. I started that shit a couple of weeks ago. You got a but name? Time I, take, I don't have a name. Uh, I got it all written out. I got uh, the main character, the antagonist, the thesis. Um, it's just certain things that I left blank because I didn't want to force it just because I was going to write it. But like the main character's name is still open, but I know it's a male. The name of the show is open. Um... And a couple of, I got a couple of side characters' names and who they are as their characters and what the what direction the show is gonna go in. So I wrote one episode. I wrote the um, I wrote the main character, his attributes, you know, and um, his co-stars or his best friends or have you. But um, I got through the pilot episode and now I'm starting to work on, you know, the, the controversy. That's gonna make it pop later. But again, I just wrote it. I wasn't even really thinking about it. I was bored. I got tired of playing the game. I got tired of watching flipping through Netflix. I got tired of flipping through Amazon Prime. I don't have cable. There's no sports on. So I was trying to be creative in another way. So that's how that came about. Yeah, and we did a podcast with the ladies of the little black book um yesterday. Shout out to uh Whitney and Yvonne. We had a dope conversation with them. That episode will be dropping soon. Uh, we talked yeah. about, um, you know, love relationships, you know, stuff in the black community. You know, how can we uplift each other? You know, one of the reasons why I actually got into the podcast business is to have those conversations and to learn from, you know, one another, whether it be, you know, two men, uh, women or men and women having a conversation going back, back and forth on how we see things in relationships. So, you know, that was the week. You know, now we're here recording episode 181 of the podcast, brother. Seems like we just started yesterday. I, I was sitting here thinking like 180 something episodes sounds crazy. Sounds, sounds, sounds oh, nice. Right? Yeah, man. You actually got more than that because you got some other shows. And it'll be nice to get a feature, man. Hell, why niggas don't invite me on all the podcasts, bro? What you think? Who? Nobody. I've never been featured on any other podcast. Uh well we have what I understand what you mean like outside like who but who's who's calling yeah, me wait. you've been on podcasts without me nigga a couple of them what podcast the what podcast the one with Vaughn. I don't know the, specifically the, but you the podcast with Vaughn. you were supposed to be there the no, no 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 I'm not talking about our show I'm talking about other shows I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to think of the last show I was on where they were just like yo come on my show I'm trying to think because I like. You got me there. I, honestly, I can't remember the the, uh, the one show that I did where they weren't like, where's Fresco? Like that, like that's the part. I, I, I don't know if you think that people are just like, yo, I want to rock with Flaw and not Fresco because I I don't get those messages. And there's some podcasts we can't do because the timing is off. And I'm like, nah, that's not going to work. Like, yo, people want the podcast brothers. So I don't really know what podcast you're talking about. You got to refresh my memory. All right, never mind. Because nobody hits me up like Flaw. We need you. I don't. I don't get that. But that was dope that we actually got a chance to record with the ladies. It's, it's been a while since we did that. We did the Zoom first time using the Zoom joint. I can't wait to hear how that sounds. But with that being said, man, let's get into what we got going on over here. Hmm. So when you're in the when you're in the dating phase and the conversation is like vanilla and plain, and you're getting to know. One another, but she posts vanilla sex. and plain, vanilla plain. Like you know, they was like, "Yo, this is vanilla." It's like it's plain. It's no. <laughs> okay. You never heard that before? I'm 
<laughs> no. Yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck does that mean? Yeah, it's just plain. Just it's vanilla. Uh, you um, said vanilla and plain. Like, yeah, if it's yeah, vanilla, you know. that means it's plain, right? Yeah, it's vanilla. It's plain. Yeah. Uh, all right, so basically, all right, cool. I said it and described what it was. Right. Okay. So you know you getting to know one another, but she posts sexy pics, not nudes, on social media. How would that make you feel? I mean, if she was posting them when before I started hollering at her, then that, her posting those pictures is probably the reason why I jumped in her DMs to holler at her in the first place. So if she still continues to do so after the fact of, of dating, then I, I really can't intervene with that. It is what it is. I knew it before we got involved. You ever get it? If she now, if she if she wasn't doing that, and then we start dating, and then she starts posting, you know, pictures that make me uncomfortable like that, then you know, I feel I'm more in the in the right to approach her about that and let her know how I feel about it. You ever get a text message or a phone call from a girl, and she asks you, uh, "What are you up to?" And you go, well, I'm about to watch porn. And she'd be like, oh, well, no. call me call me, when, call me when you're done. And you'd be like, yo, that was the alley-oop. You were supposed to, to catch that in reverse jam, dunk it. <laughs> like, yo. I, like, don't think, I, don't, I don't think niggas will pick up on shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yo. I'm the only, yeah, I only think a nigga would be like, oh, shit, you watching porn? What you watching? Can I watch it with you? And shit like that. But sometimes but I, don't, I don't know. But sometimes it don't work that way, cause like, cause I be, you know, hit, you hit a woman up and you be like, "Yo, what you about to get into?" Or oh, I'm about to get in the shower. You got to pause real quick. Like, wait a minute, is that the alley right. for me? <laughs> right, it, right, right. Because we don't know, but we be thinking like, "Yo, you you didn't have to tell me that. You could have been like, "Yo, I'm about to do something real quick. Let me let me holler back at you real quick." But when you go, "Yo, I'm about to jump in the shower." You got to pause right. a quick second, but make it snappy and be like, hmm, well, shoot, let me see. Like, what's, like, right. why did you tell me if you didn't want my mind to go there? You got to know how a man works. But for me, though, right, the beginning phase of talking just bores me. Like, there's no action. It's just conversation. And I, I accept that. But don't let me go on social media and you all sexy for the world to see. And I can't get a picture of you in your pajamas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's the don't rush challenge thing going on. And you talking to your and you talking to your friend, and you be like, yo, let me get a pick or whatever. She be like, yo, it's plenty on social media. That's cool. That's fine. I get that. I respect that. But then you randomly go on social media one day and you see the don't rush challenge and there you all and and your lingerie because that's what the challenge calls for. It's just to me sometimes and I get that women don't want to lead with sex because they don't want you to think that's all that a man that you're you're into. Like, I get their mentality. But at the same time, I think my thinking is just like, don't bore me and then go entertain the masses and you telling me that I got to work for what everybody else is seeing for shits and giggles. Does that make sense? Or am I bugging? Um, It makes sense slightly, but at the same time, now, if a woman... Now, if I ask for lingerie, I ain't asking for you to take no selfie in no lingerie. Like, I want to see the good shit. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you not comfortable sending that to me directly because you think it sends more of a direct message than it would you posting it just you know on some on some chill shit on social media. You you got your little one piece on or whatever like that. But I believe a woman can be classy and you know be sexy at the same time. So if her posting lingerie shit on the gram, it's all it, it depends on the taste in which it's done it. And then if she's bending over on the gram and she's juggling her teeth in the camera and shit like that, then yeah, bitch, you gotta come off the news when I ask for them. Yeah. But if you, you know, if, if you cute with it and you know you got some little swag, but you ain't really showing too much or being extra with how you be sexy on social media, I can accept that if you don't send me those pictures if that's how you operate. Personally, I'd cancel our seriousness in my head because I haven't found a cool way to break things off when things don't go, you know, when things go that route. Like, I'm no longer interested in what could have been because you're on IG or Twitter and lingerie for the Don't Rush Challenge. Now, I'll make, like, it'll make you sound weak to me. Like, yo, then you got women calling you all types of pussies and I don't got time for that. Like, 
you're yeah. boring. Like you're boring me with this getting to know each other route, but you're turning it up for the gram. And that's just how I'm looking at it. You know, it's like if you're gonna be, if we're gonna get to know each other, and you're gonna be boring. You gotta be boring all around. You can't be like because you're, what are you making me work for? Like what's what is the benefits of the relationship? You know, like. I mean, I mean, when she makes you, you work for that ass. Like, what you mean? Yeah, but I'm not asking for that ass. That's the thing. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I didn't say, oh, man, you got bro. on. You, you. Bro, you do, huh? bro. You mean to tell me you want lingerie and naked pictures without wanting that ass? No, whatever elite. See, you're. I never. That never once crossed my mind. All I'm talking about is when you're in the getting to know somebody phase, the conversation is just like. Vanilla because you're trying to figure each other out. But when you go on social media, you see a whole different personality and you like so you're giving that personality to people on social media. Because, because she don't know you like that, nigga. Y'all getting to know each other. You'll right, get that when you get to know it. The prize <laughs> of me, the future person you're gonna be in a relationship with is the personality that everybody else already knows. I could have just been I could have just been your Twitter follower. And got all of that. Yeah, but but what what is niggas on Twitter really getting? I'm saying what are they getting? But at that point, it is about the ass because that will make you know the person that she's getting to know you know uh, uh, head and shoulders above the rest of the people who just looking at her whatever she's doing on Instagram. That's a fact because you could be on Twitter right and be on some because at one time there was this big thing about Amazon and their sex toys sell skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. And you see them on Twitter like, yo, I got my vibrator in the mail today, right? And you hit them up on the one-on-one text message. So you got that vibrator, huh? And they get offended. Like, oh man, don't talk. Like, you feel, it, it's just, it just bugs me out. But it's, but it reminds I me, mean, of, but it reminds no, me of I, something, I, huh? I completely get that. I really do. Because I like, I'm thinking as a woman right now, when I, most women that I've, what I've come to understand about women on social media is when they post shit, it's not necessarily for the followers, it's just some shit that they just want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So if they got a, if they're into lingerie and shit like that, they probably got a little click of homies or girlfriends that they talk about that type of shit with on social media. And when they post it, they really just, you know, they might be looking or expecting a little bit of a male attention, but mainly they either just posting it for them or they girls and, when they make it come out the left, the, the left field, like, oh damn, you got some titties out like that? What's up, girl? It's like, like, nigga, no. Like, what is you doing? I completely get that. Like, the guy wasn't thinking about your ass or wanting your ass to hit me up when I posted these pictures. I just thought they was sexy ass pictures, so I posted them. Yeah, they don't want everyone to hit them up. I'm pretty sure there's like a few they will want and right. there's like, right. and, and yeah, Twitter is, to me, I always believe that Twitter was the place where you just would tweet your thoughts. They don't really need responses. And I get mad sometimes when people reply to my tweets. Like, fam, like, this is, right. these are my thoughts right now. Leave me alone. Like, I don't care that you disagree with what I'm saying. Obviously, I like it. Don't tell me, nah, we don't do that. What do you <laughs> nah, mean? Well, see, I disagree with that, too, because I, I, I believe once you once you put something on Twitter, that shit is a public domain. So once you put your thought on that public domain, that shit becomes able and eligible for inter- interpretation by anyone that comes across. Okay, so if I see that you're on Twitter bragging about your vibrator has came and me and you have a one-on-one relationship and I hit you up, mm-hmm. don't judge me if I'm like, okay, because I know where my mind just went. Like, And you're still right. going to... Huh? It all depends on where you at in the point of getting to know one another. You know, if it's in the beginning, yeah, you might want to be easy with that. But if it's been some time and Y'all had conversations and, you know, you've told each other certain things. Then, yeah, bitch, I'm, I'm, when I see them pictures go up, they them slide in the end. Like, what's happening? What mine at? I mean, don't get me wrong. When you get to know somebody, possibly for that relationships, the end benefits are more rewarding than what your friends get on Twitter. Like, I'm just joking, like, just making right. conversation with, you know I mean, on the podcast. But I'm just saying, in the beginning stages, it boards me... Personally, honestly, the beginning stages of getting to know somebody bores me because you know how wild that person can get. Just because we're grown, we're we're grown. So this, yeah, but this, that don't necessarily mean she gonna get wild with your ass. 
this small or that she wants to. This small talk that we're having in the beginning is boring. It always bores me. It, that's that's just me. Even um, whether you know, what I mean, whatever, it just bores me. I really, I like my women aggressive. Like I don't judge you because I've always said to myself, man, listen, men like sex, women like sex, and that's always been my thing. I've never judged fast women. Just don't do that. But this goes back to what I said on the podcast we did yesterday, man. Yeah, I do, but <laughs> I don't. How can how can I mean, you? How can, huh? I mean, I want it, yeah, but at the same time, it's how fast did this happen? Because I'm asking myself, like, if you give it up to me this quick, another nigga ain't no different. Because I ain't no, I ain't no different from the next nigga who's going out to get DMs next neither. I don't see it like that. I think that it's situational. Because yeah, yeah. what if she going through something like, and she just like, you know what, fuck, and I might just jump out the window with him. Like this is a one time thing. Now, even though I know we had Bro. a podcast before, <laughs> listen, we did an episode before where we said we don't believe we it when they we say, don't believe you. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. it is possible. Now, when they do it to me, I don't believe them. But it is possible. Like, yo, this is a one time thing. I got a lot going on. I just had a fight with my kids. Dad, anything. Like, I just lost my job. Anything's possible to where they might jump out the window that one night. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't put that much faith in people, man. Yeah, I heard you when you said you just wanted to do this one night with me, but it's, no. You do mess with other niggas, too. It might not be right now. It might not be tomorrow. But you've done it before with another nigga, and chances are you'll most likely do it again at some point with another nigga. So, this- no. This goes to back uh, yesterday when I said on the podcast that men love sex. So, you know, w- excuse me, men and women love sex. Now I got to remember my quote. Men, women and men love sex. It's just you have to not talk about sex to get to the sex for women. And for men, it, you need to talk like women need to actually be aggressive with the sex to get to the sex, if that makes sense. That's not what I said yesterday, but I'm trying to remember my own quote. It was more mm-hmm. powerful. It was more powerful yesterday. But men, but I can only speak for men. Men, we do like sex and we're visual creatures. But sometimes to get to the end result, you have to not lead with that. And I know yesterday that the women was talking about you have to, if you're going to DM somebody, let them know what you want. You know, I just haven't seen that route work. Like, hey, shorty, I just want some news from you. <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> I think women, women saying that shit about a man approaching a woman, yeah, it sounds good, but picture yourself being that woman who was being directly come at by a nigga who just want to fuck. Like, yeah. it depends on what type of woman you are. That's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That determines how you handle that. Some women is just like, no, nigga, get the fuck out of here. I don't do that. Right, women. Right, women say that. I hear women say that all the time about just be honest. I've never seen that work. Honestly, I just no, haven't. That shit don't work, man. I have not seen I it work. I, honestly, if I had twenty five jump, if I had twenty five shots from half court, which is equivalent to this scenario, if it was, if I shot my shot and told twenty five women that I just wanted to fuck. What do you think my success ratio would be? I think you might go for twenty five. I'm 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 gonna go because I give myself a little credit. I'm a little bit smooth. I go maybe two. Okay. I had two from half court out of twenty five, and that's a terrible that's a terrible percentage. Mm-hmm. You know and who knows so, and who knows when you'll get to that too like you might be over 15 right, to start right and feel like shit right exactly like man it. i'm then about to start lying again is all, on a 16 shot guess what it's all goddamn that <laughs> and then 17 i miss 18 i miss 19 to 24 i miss but then 25 hits the bottom <laughs> right so you, know so you want to go with with the percentage that works a high i'm gonna lie I'm going to lie to get right. the draw. Sorry, because women, y'all oh, have not. Tasha? You know, guys only say that just to get the draw. <laughs> <laughs> the old episode of Jamie Foxx, man. That shit got to die. <laughs> uh, hey, when you're in a relationship with a woman and you realize being her friend was even better, have you ever been in that situation? Like, hey, I don't know, maybe it's just me or the things that I saw, the things that I've been through, but you ever notice that, like, friends don't argue? It was just like, you argue with your mate, but you don't argue with your friends. Like, y'all have a disagreement, but if your friend, like, yo, I'm done with this conversation, I'm leaving. They leave, and they call each other tomorrow like it never happened. You ever argue with your girl, you be like, yo, I'm done with this conversation. No, you're not going nowhere. 
<laughs> you're gonna finish. I'm not done talking. I'm not done talking to you. Like what the like the, I <laughs> I think that's because I think that's because when you uh, I think just speaking from like my own experience, but when I find myself in an argument with people who I've been in a relationship with, it's always people try to step off from the conversation before it's done. That's where that where you going? Come back here. It's not over with yet. Because then I'm gonna see you again tomorrow or the next day. So what the fuck you walking away to? Like we still got shit to talk about. You want to walk away now because you mad, but then tomorrow, you know, it'll be awkward until we have that conversation. So get this shit out the way right now. Where you going? We talking. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's mostly when the person who walks away can't handle what's being said or. Mm-hmm. Um, they just not getting they not getting responses to their questions that you know ease their mind on the, on the topic. Or what if you talk in circles? Like we're not getting nowhere in this conversation. This conversation is over. We've been talking for over an hour about the same yeah, thing. We, we're not right. getting nowhere. So that's what I'm saying about like when you're in a relationship versus just being a friend. You're not going to give that friend that conversation. The friend is going to be like, I "Listen, my friends, the fuck out, man. Fuck that." Sure, and sweet. That could be a that could, that can be a slippery slope too, man. You let your friends you just say stuff and just act like shit all cool tomorrow. Like I kind of have the same guidelines for relationships and friendships. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I just it's communication, bro. Like if if you my friend and you do some bullshit and you get mad at me for telling you about it, I, I got to question that friendship now because now you just want me to co-sign the bullshit that you do because you think it's okay while it goes against my moral code and everything that I'm about. You know what I'm saying? So, I, yeah, like, you my friend and, you know, you can do what you do, but the second I see you doing some shit that I got to question you, I, I feel like I get the right to come in and let you know about that. I think you know that... But niggas, niggas don't be fucking hate that shit. I think when you're in a relationship versus the friendship, in a relationship, you kind of dig deeper. You go a little harder, probably. And that... Like, you expose your trauma. And sometimes your friends are the people that you relate to. Like, y'all bonded for a reason that y'all relate without having to explain your traumas. You know what I'm saying? And then when you're in a relationship, you kind of expose that trauma and you put it on that person because this is the person that you're in a relationship with. So when the person you're in a relationship does something that triggers something, it'll kind of give you that, man, this is this is traumatizing to me because I'm trusting you and I'm giving you me. So that kind of makes you more angrier. That kind of makes you more invested, more than the friend. Like you can have a best friend all you want. Y'all are always going to laugh and joke and he, he, and not really touch on sensitive topics unless it's, hey. Man, I, I disagree with that. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying, like, like, we all know that you treat your friends differently, but I'm saying, like, things that I've saw, when friends hang out, Sometimes they'll go, a, he ain't shit or fuck her, but friends really aren't really critiquing that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear a lot of people say, if you don't take care of your kids, we can't be friends. Now, that's good. That That's a good way to look at it, but I don't really see that all the time. Like, if, if, if a guy don't take care of his kids, you don't really see the friend in that person's face like, yo, why you don't take care of your kids? Why are you not paying child support? Why I mean, did you I hit her? I don't. I don't. I don't think that's something that you should see, honestly. Because let's say I have a friend who, let's say I'm not on top of my fatherly responsibilities, and I have a friend who has an issue with that, and they come at me about it. That ain't nobody else's business or a conversation that's meant for nobody else to be heard outside of those two people. The second I hear somebody else come to me about my parenting skills that they heard from that nigga, now me and him got a problem. Well, you know what I'm saying? That ain't. You ain't supposed to go tell nobody else that shit. You're I supposed did, to come to me with that. I didn't say tell nobody, but I'm speaking as as if like you know when you're no, around I'm friends, just right? But when you're yeah. around friends, okay, listen, there's four or five of us. We're all cool. That's what I'm saying. Like when girls hang out, it's a bunch of girls. When the guys hang out, might be a bunch of guys. So I'm saying having the conversation amongst the friends, not not a one on one thing. If it's one on one, yeah, nah, I don't, I don't, I think even I think that's unrealistic because you can have friends, but. You don't. You're not going to share. You can have a group of five friends, but you can be closer to the one friend than you can the other three or four. So everything still ain't for everybody. Even though y'all friends, I don't want to talk to you about my parenting issue because I don't like the way you 
handle yourself during those conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still friends. I just don't talk to you about this. Like, that's not for you. Like, for example, right? A different example. Like, I shake my head sometimes because I don't, I don't understand it because I get my kids when it's time to get my kids. No way fans bust about it. But you be wanting to hang out with somebody and she be like, ah, oh, man, we can't hang out this weekend because the dad's not coming. Like, I don't get that. Now, what if the dad is just bullshitting on his responsibilities? But he, he, he decides to hang out and your friend goes, your other boy, your, your boy goes, damn, I thought you got the kids this week. Why ain't got the kids? Man, fuck them kids. Like, we're not saying that, but like, man, fuck that. I'm about to hang out. Nah, BC, we can't, we can't do that. Like, you got to take care of responsibilities. So I'm saying like in the open, now maybe he could pull you to the side, I don't know, but if it's five of us and we're all close, like we're all tight, and we had that conversation then and there, that's the conversation I don't think that friends are having. Like, they just like, oh man, it's fucked up. But they go out and party anyway. That's a slippery slope, man. That's a slippery slope. I don't know. Maybe the nigga wanted a week off. Maybe he wanted a day off. Maybe he normally has his kids. Like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the basis of it. You know what I'm saying? Because he could do his responsibilities all the time on a regular basis. But this weekend, no, I'm not going to go get him. I'm hanging out. Like, fuck that. I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, to where it's just a friend who's not privy to what I'm doing as a father comes in and goes, nah, man, you got to go get your kids. You want some bullshit. I'm like, nigga, fuck you. Like, this is my time I'm taking to myself as a parent. I will get my son next week. But if it's a situation where the nigga never has his kids and is supposed to get him a flake home, you know, that's completely different. Or if it's an on and off type thing, you know, it's just a, it's a lot of different variables that play into it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, so you're it, saying it's difficult to, to slice it that black and white. So, I mean, we, we have days though, don't we? Like if, hey, this is my day. So right. if the girl, if the mother is scheduling a date with another gentleman and it's based on whether the dad's coming or not because this is his day and she hits you up and it's like, well, we can't go because the dad's not coming, which is his day. I just need time for myself. It's it's your I mean, day. I'm, at that point, if, it's, if I'm the guy who's waiting for the date to happen with the woman who's waiting for who's waiting for her kids to be picked up by that father that I'm like, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like, yeah, it's nothing I, you I can do. Nah, it's all right. Well, it is what it is. Like, let me know when you're free again. I'm, I'm not going to invest, you know, emotion or spend emotion being mad when there ain't shit I can do that the nigga can get his kids. And I ain't about to take all you motherfuckers out. So I might <laughs> got next time. I might got to tap out of that situation too because they showing you how their relationship is. What do you mean randomly you're not going to ha have your days. Like, that don't make sense. There's no way I can schedule. Because me, I would get invested. Like, oh, man, we about to go out, have some fun. And then you hit me. Listen, it's, it's not going down. I don't like that fall. I don't like that fall on no situations. It's like, yo, we about to do yeah, this. Yeah, I don't like rescheduling. I don't like rescheduling at all. Because I'm invested. Like, yo, I'm about to have a good time. I'm in my mind because, you know, I live in my head. So in my head, I just pictured this whole great time. And then you hit me with the... Well, he just ain't coming. That don't sound right to me. That's what I'm saying. Now, if I'm the friend on the other end, like, yo, fam, like, I thought this was your week. Nah, fuck that. I'm doing this in the third. Like, you don't got it. I'm just saying, as friends, don't really have that conversation. Now, if that was your girl, what do you mean you're not coming to get together? Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sometimes we, we, because of the relationship with, the person you with that gives you the green light to take the argument further. So I just think that sometimes that's why in a relationship you'll continuously argue with your mate to whereas friends, we just be like, okay, well you ain't got your kids this weekend. Let's go party. So we only cater to, sometimes we cater to just what we want to cater to. Cause that's our friend. And that's another thing. All right, well y'all niggas gotta stop that bullshit. Dude. The fuck? <laughs> I don't do none of that. Nigga. I tell everybody what's up. You want some bullshit? You need to quit. I think a lot of times niggas just don't want to ruffle the feathers of the person who's doing the bullshit, but yeah, that's, fuck it. You, that's, already ruffled, you already ruffled my feathers by doing the bullshit you did. So Yeah, but that's, that's that's what I'm talking about. As friends don't want to ruffle feathers, when you're in a relationship, fuck them feathers. <laughs> I want, honestly, I, I take, I'm more lenient in a relationship than I am with my friendships. I don't have to be lenient towards my friends. Niggas, I don't owe you nothing extra. I don't owe you, like, sentimental 
uh, uh, holding over your, your uh, feelings or nothing. When I talk to you as a friend, it's straight up and honest. And you know that because that's how we rock when we boy. But yes. when I'm with my girl, I have to be, I'm a little more lenient, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot more feelings that go into place, that, that go into the situation. And I know, depending on how I talk to her and what I say, she's going to take it harder than what I intended when I said it. So, so I gotta be a little bit more delicate in my relationship as opposed to my friendships. My friendships, like, nah, you get a hundred percent wrong. What's up, like? Now, like, no. I'm not denying what you're saying, but you just hit on something that I'm not. So I'm not talking about you in this scenario, but I think you hit uh -huh. on something to where a lot of times, depending on who we're talking to, friend or relationship, we talk and we treat people depending on how they can handle it. If I know you can't handle this aggression or my or my criticism, I'm not going to give it to you. If I know that if I pull you to the side and I give you an earful, you're going to take it and run with it. Because I'm like that. If you're not going to listen to me, I got no words for you. <laughs> That's me, though. I um, I um, I understand that. I'm a little different in that regard. I think. I don't know, man. I just I try to be the same way with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So if I ever find myself in a room with all my friends and and my girl and my family. I can be 100% who I am and have the same and talk and be who I am the same way amongst all of those crowds in one setting as opposed to treating my girl a certain way and then treating my friends a certain way and then treating my family a certain way and then when we're all together, I don't know how to fucking act. You know what I'm saying? So I'm the same way when I'm home with my girl. I'm the same way when I'm out with my boys. I'm the same way when I'm with my family. Different relationships, um... Within those circles, I approach differently because everybody's different, but I ain't the same. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I talk the same. So that, that should make it easy for me. And, you know, and everybody knows what the fuck they getting out of me. So it makes it easier for me. You ready to get into uh, Fresh or Fiasco? Yeah. All right, man. Fresh or Fiasco? Let's get into it. Nelly and the Air Force One's debate. For those that don't know, I don't know how this came up. But um, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky started ASAP, it. ASAP Rocky started it. He said that he made Air Forces popular. He made them. He made them trend. And then Nelly combated that and said, "No, I did." And then niggas was like, "Nah, Nelly, even you ain't do that." So <laughs> that's that's what we got to where we at now. At first, I was gonna go fresh for Nelly because of the way it was described. But I'm gonna go fiasco for all of them. I don't think that. ASAP and Nelly know they should know, but Air Force Ones they come and go as they please. They're in style, yeah. then they're not in style. Like then they 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 leave, they come back. Air Force Ones will never die, fam. Like you don't dictate really Air Force Ones. They are a stamp in the culture. Now I was gonna go fresh for Nelly because yeah, Air Force Ones were only really seen on the East Coast. When you look, when you think of West Coast, you think of Chucks. When you think of the South, you think of Reeboks, at least I do, because growing up on Cash Money, they wore a lot of shows, soldieries. That's all they talked about. They didn't talk about Air Force Ones ever. Mm -hmm. And then Nelly dropped the Air Force One single. And what they said was, because of Nelly, the price of Air Force Ones went up and people outside mm -hmm. of the East Coast started wearing Air Force Ones. So I give Nelly his credit. But fam, if nobody was talking to you, Nelly, you didn't have to jump in there because Air Force Ones survive on their own, fam. They didn't need Nelly to me. Right. I agree with everything you said. Um, I think it's a fiasco. I think it's a fiasco because Nelly did not make Air Force Ones popular. <laughs> like he, just, he just didn't. You know, it was as simple as that. I remember Kiss... Jada, shout out to Jada. He had the Gucci Air Force Ones with the with the with the Nike Gucci print on the tongue and the Knock Yourself Out video, like two thousand, like mm -hmm. ninety nine, two thousand. You know what I'm saying? And that was and at that point in fashion, when you threw the Gucci Nike sign on the Air Forces, that was that was so far removed from when we had originally seen the uh, the classic Air Force Ones or the mid Air Force Ones with the straps. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Back in the day, niggas wasn't really wearing lows like that. They came out as mids first, then niggas started rocking the lows, and then sneakerheads came out and high tops and whatever else went. But 
I do not give Nelly credit for the East Coast or the South because once this conversation happened, I got a friend who lives in Germany now, but he's from Atlanta. I hit him up like, hey, bro, what year was y'all niggas in Atlanta wearing Air Forces? Did did y'all niggas start wearing Air Forces during the Nelly trend or before that? He was like, man, I had Air Forces in elementary school. Nigga, what are you talking about? Bitch, don't wear Air Force ones because of Nelly. Like, those are his exact exact words. Like, so I was like, no, bro, you trying to take credit for a shoe that has been around on its own time well before you decided to rap about it. And when the when he made that song, Air Force Ones, they was kind of going out of style at that point. Like, they were on the downward side of the trend, not the upward side. So, I mean, I give Nelly credit for bringing it to an audience that probably didn't think about that shoot before, but nah, nigga, you copied off us. Nigga. You came to New York and New Jersey and you said, oh shit, niggas is wearing these. I'm going to make a song about it. And plus, for the families who didn't have a lot of money, paying $60, $70 for a pair of Air Force Ones was clutch. That was the way to go. Yeah. yeah. So and thanks to you, Nelly, them shits was a hundred. Uh, a pair of low cut Air Force Ones, white on white, was like a hundred and ten dollars <laughs> after you made that song. So thanks fucking you, nigga. <laughs> Piece of shit. Fresher fiasco. The shenanigans during the NFL draft. For those that don't know, man, we've seen some funky stuff on the NFL draft. They they got the, they did the draft from home. Um, one of the scenes we saw. A girlfriend hugging the boyfriend and the mother forcefully removing the young lady. Um, so I guess to let her son breathe, I guess. Another one where a young lady reached for a, a newly drafted player's phone and the player snatching the phone back. He later tweeted, said it wasn't like that, but um, we saw it like that. Fresh a fiasco, man. Um, just people wanting to steal the spotlight or if you think it's that way. What's fiasco, man? They definitely were trying to steal the spotlight. I don't know what the fuck that girl was thinking when she took that phone off that man's lap. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what the, I seriously wanted to know what she thought was going to happen. What was your plan here? You was going to go through my phone on national TV, first of all? <laughs> and then what? What happens when you come across something you don't like at that point? Now, when you going you to wild out during my moment? Mm. There was no... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck was you trying to do? And, and if you did just want my phone, and it was nothing in it, then what the fuck did you want it for? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you just overstepping. And I'm, then the other girl, the other girl, the mom literally had to drag this bitch off her son's lap so that she wouldn't be in the camera while his name was called by ESPN to be drafted. His mother literally had to pick her up underneath her armpits so she can get the fuck off. Now, listen, I know you're happy or you fake happy for this man for going to the league, but you got to understand, like, if you're going to be a gold digger and you're going you to try to milk this man for the most that he got, the best thing, the best strategy to take is kind of stay the fuck out the way. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Just stay out the way and play your role. But you trying to get in front of the camera and take phones and all this extra shit like that, you're probably going to see a quick exit or breakup before the season even fucking starts. Like, and it's a long time till the season starts, baby. That that first game don't pop off till September, so it's April right now. So, uh, picture one of them motherfuckers trying to get in a spotlight between now and the first game of the season. There's not going to be too many instances where you just get you know a talking to and everything goes back to normal. No, bitch, niggas is millionaires now. We got options. Yeah. You about to hit the door. Right. I'm going to hit the door quick. I'm going to definitely go fiasco on that as well, man. I obviously the mother that had to peel old girl off her son, they have issues already before the draft. And it just right. seems like the girlfriend just knew she was going to violate somehow. You know what I mean? That's cuz that's what they do. It's premeditated. You know, even old girl, like yep. you said, that that took the phone. Like she just didn't who knows what she was looking for. Only she knew. Like, if if your boyfriend or brother, whoever that was, I don't even know who that was to you, was getting drafted, you weren't getting drafted. You don't look at right. nothing. You're not his secretary. You're not his business partner. You don't look right. at nothing. And then you don't get nothing. The worst part is they're not even letting these players go through the whole entire emotion. Like, he was, right. on, a, he was on his other phone, I think, either looking or on the phone. And he, I think he was on the phone. Right. And he got to have his third eye watching 
the lady next to him. So he got to mentally pause from the conversation he's on the phone with to snatch the phone from the old girl. Now, not only that, but when she actually goes through his phone, right, and she sees some shit, what you, I just got to ask it to the lead. What you about to leave? You about to break over me? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? What's, what's really, a, I just got drafted five minutes ago. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to leave me now that I'm about to, like, sign this million-dollar contract? Like, you that boy? Like, that's not right. Right, yeah. Oh, you want to leave? Because, all right, bitch, bye. I'm going to the league. See you later. Now, as far <laughs> as the other girl that was hugging on dude on the couch, <laughs> and when she peeled them off, you know, he was crying. Now, I've seen plenty, right. of, I've seen plenty of draft lotteries. And normally when the player gets called, he... It's a lot of emotion. It's a lot of emotion, but he kind of is, he's the one who's initiating contact. Whoever I'm next to, I'll hug my, like, normally that's how it works, though. I hug my mom or the, or the girlfriend, but right. it's who I initiate. Looks like the girl went and came and sat on his lap. And even, you know, when she got peeled off, he was crying. So she was violating his emotion. He just got drafted to the NFL. Regardless if he right. knew he was going to get drafted or not, it's still an emotion for somebody to call your name and you're comforting him. He's, it's, she violated in the worst yeah. way. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. women, women are smart. They know what they're doing. That's why the mother reacted the way she reacted. That's why the girlfriend jumped on him the way she jumped on him. And if you actually watch the footage before it cuts, mom didn't remove her so she can get in the camera. Mom stood there. And I don't know how long it took for mom to embrace her son. Right. But let him have his moment. Why? It, yeah, are you it's, not about, him? it's not about mom. It's not about the girlfriend. It's about him. And I think that's what mom was saying. Like, you get out the camera. Like, bitch, move. Let them get, let them see this. She act like he just got news that a cousin died or something. No, fam. Right, it's, right. It's, it's, tears, it's tears of joy. He's just got drafted right. to the NFL. He ain't bugging. Like, let him cry, man. God damn. Right. 100%. Get the fuck out the camera, white girl. Fresher fiasco. <laughs> Starting May 1st, the NBA will allow teams to open up their practice facilities to players in cities and states where local governments have eased at-home orders. Um... I'm a little stuck on this one. Because I, st I still don't know if May 1st is, if May is the month where niggas not getting sick no more. You know what I'm saying? I I'm not sure what states have. I think what they should do is not necessarily go by the states that are open, but go by the states that have the lowest amount of corona cases total so that, you know, it kind of diminishes the chances of you coming across somebody that is sick. I don't know about that. Or man. some type of material is sick. Want to know why I don't know I mean, about that one? Because what if they're low because they're actually staying home? So now if you, everybody start coming out, the numbers will go up. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. If, if niggas is home still, what niggas shit still should be. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't. So if, if niggas is playing in Atlanta, where if, if I or excuse me, let's, let's take New Jersey for example. If niggas is playing in New Jersey and they open a practice facilities here. Well, New Jersey is one of the highest states in the country for coronavirus cases, which might heighten the chances of one of the athletes to get sick coming and going from practice. If you haven't played in a state where the numbers are low coronavirus cases, well, chances less of niggas getting sick. You know, I, I think that makes sense. But I just, I, I'm not sure if I call it fresh or fiasco yet because I don't know what states these niggas are going to be playing in and the condition of those states currently under coronavirus. So, you know, it sounds good because it sounds like niggas is the league is on track with niggas getting back to playing ball, but it could still be bad because you don't know if niggas could still get sick or not. So I'm on a fence on this. I'm gonna go fiasco. Um, the commissioner of the NBA is on the panel for President 45 to help get the country rolling. So I think that with all of this, hey, we're gonna open up certain states and this and the third. He's just on a mission to help open up the country regardless if there's a vaccine or not. Uh, Jimmy Butler bought basketball courts for all his teammates and coaching staff of the Miami Heat, so everybody has a court in their home. You can shoot buckets in your crib. NBA yeah, players, but that ain't, that's, huh? not, that's not practice, though. Yeah. That's not practice. You need team chemistry and camaraderie and practice to win a championship. Niggas can shoot the basketball in their driveway all day, but get back on the team and look fucking crazy. No yeah, conditioning, yeah. no strength, no coordination, no nothing. Yeah, but this ain't that. 
because think about it, they're only opening up a few. So let's say the Dallas Mavericks get the first facility. How fair is it that only the Dallas Mavericks get to practice together? So this is not about a team chemistry. This is about, I guess, getting at the house and getting up some buckets. Because then, no, nah, I mean it is about it is about team chemistry because they're opening, they're allowing players to go to state cities or states where you know they're opening so that they can practice to get back on the track the season to compete for a championship so yeah they want to practice together so they can find the cohesion if they had once the season got canceled without coaches like this the whole staff you can have cohesive you can have cohesiveness without coaches the players can have chemistry on the floor without coaches so when they now the coaches will come in the coaches will come in when it's game time and implement a plan or whatever but you don't need a coach for you to understand your teammates' game or you to know what this guy does well that you don't or somebody else don't. That's a whole nother conversation that some people even ask what a coach is there for. I think coaches are important in certain in certain uh, stances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm saying that if they're like they're only opening up certain facilities. So that gives if you're if you're if we're looking at it the way you're talking about it, that gives the edge to certain teams to have a head start on certain teams because normally training camp opens at the same time for every team. If you're going to only open like five facilities and there's 30 teams, you're giving those five teams the opportunity to jail faster than the other ones. I personally think that uh, for them to just open up a few May 1st, that this NBA season is a wash and we're going to have to go a summer league and a whole nother training camp anyway in a few months so them to me opening up in may 1st is going to mean nothing because they're going to have to go through all of this stuff again because what is it may i mean this is april like 20 something the season is technically mm-hmm. over so majority of the t- I mean, they, huh? they're going to have to play this season out though no so I, the schedule the schedule is going to be fucked up either way so because they have to finish this season out well, I think they already said that what they want to do is have like a little mini preseason because what, what they don't want to do is just say, hey, we're lifting the um, in-house band, start the NBA season July 1st. You can't do that. You got to have practice. You got to have preseason. Right. You got to warm it back up. So um, I just, I don't know because I'm looking at it like, okay, if you open up the facilities, some of them, are you do you still got to wear mask? How's the breathing? How can you really get your workout in with the, with a mask on? I don't know. And you still got to go back nah, home to your kids. They can't wear the mask. They well, can't wear the mask. That's okay. going to be crazy. You can't play basketball. Somebody, it was a report yesterday or the day before, somebody in New Jersey was driving with their mask on, their little, uh, uh, you know, corona mask, and they passed out and crashed their fucking car. That's crazy. I mean, I can't speak on that, and I don't want to sound harsh, but didn't they know that they was having difficulties before they passed out? You just went black? Maybe they didn't know what's from the mask, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, but at the same time, like, niggas ain't playing basketball with no fucking mask on. Like, that's just out of the way. Like, (laughs) I can barely talk on the phone comfortably with a fucking mask on. Niggas are not playing full contact sports with that shit on. That's not going to happen. And that's why I'm going to go... And what I was saying earlier about team chemistry in regards to Jimmy Butler buying his teammates and coaches basket, basketball courts and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. But, bro, sitting in that, sitting in your driveway and shooting the basket and running up and down the court after playing defense four times up the court and you didn't even get the ball on offense and then getting it on offense the fifth time to shoot it, that's going to tell the difference or not. And that's a part of that team chemistry and, you know, that cohesion that you build with your practicing with your squad you ain't gonna learn that shooting in the driveway on no fucking basketball court yeah but we're in crazy times like i know people want to get outside or people want to have a, a, a good time but you have to work with what you got that's all i'm saying like yeah buying a basketball court I mean, for your home then, it's not going to translate niggas can, huh niggas can go outside though right like but you just can't be in a, a like a large group of people i think the issue that people have is um just catching something and not knowing it and giving it to somebody that could possibly die. I don't think that a lot of people would just like, man, if I go outside and somebody touch me, I'm going to die. No. If you go outside... I think so. <laughs> well, okay, listen, That's what buddy, I'm thinking. But if you... Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it works that way. And, and let's remember, allegedly, you I probably had it already. Me, yeah, yeah. Th- that's a fact. But I think that so many times it's happened where you didn't have the symptoms 
Like, like, like you didn't even feel nothing. And then you come in contact with somebody that can't survive it. I don't think people want that guilt too. Because, yeah, if you're a basketball player, you healthy, you go out there, you ball, boom, 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 boom. You don't got no symptoms. You come home to somebody who ain't strong enough or the immune system ain't strong enough or they got, like, other conditions, that's, I think, what the scary part is. So you can open up all the facilities you want. You still have you still have the choice to go out. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it can build team chemistry, but not everybody going to want to go out to to the to the uh, joint and then bring it back home. Because we don't know. We don't know. Honestly, at this point, at this point, bro, if motherfuckers have been doing the same routine they've been doing and ain't getting sick, man, niggas ain't getting sick, man. Yeah, but opening the... And, and for the most part, and for the most part, like, I, who's really coming in contact with new people during this time? Well... Like, I'm not making friends and, and kicking it with nobody new. Most I've been around motherfuckers I've been around the whole time before and during the corona. Like... I, yeah, but I think if we're talking about opening a facility, then that means you're going to be around your teammates for the first time since they shut it down. One of them guys yeah, might have something. These, bro, these niggas been together the last eight months. Huh? You're not about to tell me the last four weeks is going to make that a bigger difference. Like, they've been, they've been playing together since August. Like, training camp started in August, September. They've been together all fucking year. Like, there's a couple of weeks they're going to make much difference, except Woody Gobert, dumb ass. Oh, see, except uh, and, and, uh, Rudy Gobert. That was Rudy Gobert's fault. He was ignorantly, um, you know, he was ignorantly fucking around with catching the coronavirus. And by chance, he actually caught the shit because he was on some bullshit. He wasn't being cautious. So he brought that on himself. Yeah, and I think at that time, people wasn't really too sure on, on what it was because he was doing that dumb shit by, like, touching on the mics. Like, ah, right, touching like microphones, touching chairs. And then he got it. And, yeah, so, yeah, he, he was foul for doing? that. Yeah, he, he was definitely foul for that. You going to, um, you got a fuck as you doing? I do have a fuck as you doing, man. Can I please be blessed by the same size, please? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Podcast Brothers episode 181, correct? Yes. Podcast Brothers episode 181. Fuck is you doing? Brought to you by your main man, Fresco Fame. This week's Fuck is you doing? Actually, before I get into the fuck is you doing sidebar, right? So you know that the uh, the battle with Teddy Riley and uh, Babyface happened, right? Yeah. And you know, Teddy, excuse me, Babyface dropped the the Tevin Campbell record. Can we talk? Mm-hmm. Right. Fire, classic. Shout out to Tevin Campbell for that. So I came across Tevin Campbell's Insta Twitter the day it was happening. Yo, did you know? He tweeted that Can You Talk is actually a song about stalking. And when you go back and listen to it, it sounds creepy as fuck. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I just it's, didn't agree with it. Bro, like, the first couple of bars, he goes, the first couple of lines in the song, he goes, that he was never talking to her. He was watching her from across the room and he envisioned everything he was thinking about. Mm. He was never talking to her. He saw her standing there and then he started thinking. In the song, and then he <laughs> so the whole time the nigga was actually fantasizing about if he was able to talk to her. Like he was really acting from a distance. Can't talk. Fucking losers. Anyway. <laughs> um, so French Montana was in the news on social media as of late. The new social media, I don't really think there's much difference between the two anymore. But Push Montana was in the news recently for saying that he wanted to battle Kendrick Lamar the same way that we've been seeing the versus battles happen since quarantine and that he has more hits than Kendrick Lamar. Now, before I say what I actually want to say, I'm, I, I won't completely diminish French as an artist, right? You know, he's made a pretty decent lane for himself within the music game and he's had a couple of pretty decent projects. You know, he's been able to withstand the test of time because he's been around for a minute and 
he's able to keep himself relevant with, you know, tracks and artists that he works with. Cool, that's no problem. But if you take Kendrick Lamar's resume and you post that shit up next to French Montana's resume, it's no comparison, bro. Fuck that. Even before you even get to the resume, when you look at who they are as artists, it's no comparison. Like, it's easy. You can ask anybody in the fucking world, who would you rather listen to? French Montana or Kendrick Lamar? It's gonna be fucking Kendrick Lamar. Let's be serious here. French Montana does not have a hit or a song worth listening to without a big name feature on it. I can't tell you the last time I heard a French Montana record without either one of these three individuals, which would be Rick Ross, Drake, or Sway Lee from uh, Ray Sherman. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the last song French had that was a strictly French Montana record that soared to number one on the charts. So I, I can't give you that credit, bro. Especially when you're going up against an individual by the name of Kendrick Lamar, who is has been shutting down the music industry since he started to become a household name. So you got your Hot 100 hits and RIAA certification. French Montana has zero number one hits. He has two top ten hits. He has seventeen chart entries, four gold records, nine platinum records. It's not bad, right? It's, it's, you know, these are resumes. It's not bad. Oh, actually, shit, that's not even Kendrick shit. I'm reading Young Thug shit. Paul. <laughs> so, <laughs> this nigga not even fucking charting better than Young Thug. So, uh, Young Thug and French Montana got to it because Young Thug was like, hey, buddy, you is not, you do not got more hits than Kendrick Lamar. What the fuck is wrong with you? He said what everybody else was fucking thinking, and they started going into their little social media back and forth, whatever like that. But, the hits that I just ran off of French Montana was a comparison to Young Thug. <laughs> Young Thug has one number one hit, two top ten hits, 48 chart entries, 12 gold records, and 12 platinum records. And that nigga ain't fucking with Kendrick Lamar either. So for French Montana to jump out the window and put himself on this pedestal next to uh, artists that everyone pretty much holds in high regard as far as artistry and how they enhance their craft, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very asinine and idiotic. And, you know, French himself said, I'm supposed to think I'm the shit, right? Like, if I if you put me next to another nigga and I say I'm not better than him, then what the fuck does that say about me? And that is true, sir. That is true. But the difference is, you brought this man's name out of your mouth on your own. If somebody would have brought that scenario to you and you go, yeah, I'm the shit. Like, I can do this. I can go against Kendrick and no problem. That's something completely different. But you orchestrated it this, this way and then goes, well, I'm supposed to say I'm the shit, right? Mm, not when you put yourself in a situation where you know you're not the clear favorite. You know you don't make better music than this man. Prince Montana, for you attempting to fool the world on having more hits and better music than Kendrick Lamar and would win in an Instagram battle versus him? We, myself, and the people would love to know what the fuck is you doing? You heard? We're <laughs> all about French Montana. <laughs> he definitely slipped my mind. <laughs> he was never on my fucking mind. <laughs> I've never listened to a French Montana. I've never watched the Coke Boy DVD. I've never watched, listened to the Coke Boys. Mixtapes you used to drop. I've never listened to a French Montana album. Like, none of that, man. I just was never a fan. He raps like he kind of, like, his whole style, is, his whole fucking flow was telegraphed as hell. He rapped like French he don't Montana. care, man. Like, he got French no... Montana, yeah. do yeah. what I do. You know I got shoes. Favorite color's blue, huh? Like, nigga, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he... he what? Like he don't care, man, and I care about right. music, man. And, and, and right, sometimes, exactly. sometimes he'll make a dope anthem, but on the on the real but on the, the verse, nah, never. Nah, the anthem would be fire, like the hook on the anthem would be fire, but his verse is never fire, yeah. ever. 
Yeah. I never heard a hot French Montana verse. So I go, ooh, play that back. Or <laughs> you ever you ever know somebody be so trash that when they do something decent, you overhype it? French Montana might be that guy. Yep. Not saying I yep. heard something fire from him, but if he did spit something decent, you'd be like, yo, spin that back. French killing it. Right. But in right, reality, right. he's not. He just did better than last he's time. Not. He's better than when the last time you heard, like, oh shit, that's French. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, not even fucking French, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that nigga from fucking. I think that nigga from Morocco or some shit like that. From the Bronx. From <laughs> the Bronx. Nah, but his his ancestry, like, oh his yeah, parents, yeah, yeah, like yeah. his, he's from Morocco. Okay, man, you ready to get about it here? Enjoy the rest of this Sunday. It's supposed to rain all day, and it's my type of weather. Man, I'm about to holler at the guy who sells me my A1 strand of smoke, man, and just, well, I'll be still in the crib, but remaining in the crib for the rest of the day, and we're picking back up with the week again. Start tomorrow with my little man. All right. Yo, this was the podcast, brothers, episode 181. We out. 181, man. Peace.